So before I introduce today's speaker, I just wanted to read, as I did my research, I came across an interesting quote, or a review actually, and I thought I'd read this one because it's really going to set the scene. I've been to two of Kate Mead's workshops and thoroughly enjoyed both of them. Both times I've left feeling like an eco-warrior princess ready to take on the world. Kate Mead, welcome to Beef and Land New Zealand Seen and Heard. Um, what on earth goes on at your workshops? <laughs> well, it sounds like we're creating princess <laughs> yeah. and wa- princesses and warriors at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I work for 49 councils yep. around the country doing waste education. Um, I do food waste workshops, waste-free living, waste-free parenting, corporate stuff. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's quite massive. I've been working at it for about 14 years. Um, I was originally known as the nappy lady. That was going to be one of my next questions. How did that come about? <laughs> um, I was one of the original importers of cloth nappies mm-hmm. into New Zealand and mm-hmm. um, sort of used them myself and then started educating people on uh, how to use cloth nappies and, um, you know, like mm. they're, they're modern, they're not like the old school ones with yep. the pins and the big flappy white ones in the wind. Um, they look exactly like a disposable nappy, but um, you wash them. So I so saw I was interviewed on TV years ago and they called yeah. me the nappy lady and I trademarked it. So your website is thenappylady.co.nz if people are wanting to follow up. Yeah, um, or I have got katemeads.co.nz <laughs> now too. I, mean, I haven't changed a nappy for like 12 years, so I'm sort of trying to move yeah. away a little bit. Yeah, I blanked it out too. Yeah. Um, so is that where it all started for you with doing that and that sort of led you on to the other stuff or were you already in that space beforehand? No, I was totally not in an environmental yeah. space at all. Mm-hmm. Never even thought about it. Um, I was the... the what I always put as the worst consumer on the planet. Mm. Uh, I had the big giant wheelie bin and, you know, I pay for it, so I would fill it and mm-hmm. put it out every Friday. Yep. And even had a special stool, you know, to jump up and down <laughs> on it. So, get more in. Yeah, yep. get value for money. Um, and I would put it out every Friday and it disappeared like magic and I'd never really thought about it. Yep. Uh, but as I got into learning about sustainable stuff, being in a sustainable business, mm. I started learning more around, like, where it goes, what what the impacts mm. are, and then took an interest in it and had councils wanting me to talk about okay. my experience from a consumer point of view. So which the, the nappy business came first, or the interest in, in uh, minimising waste? No, the nappy business yep. came first purely for cost savings, because yep. it costs around five grand per baby mm-hmm. to put them through disposable nappies. Yep. Um, so we went into reusable nappies just purely to save money, and yep. then it sort of all went from there. Okay. All right, so um, you do a lot of stuff, and this is a, a short podcast, one of our break feeds we call them, which is shorter than a normal one, just a bit of a taster, um, because I think in two days' time, uh, after we record this, and people will be listening to this after it's already happened, but there's, it's sold out, so you can't go anyway, but there's, I think, about 200 women coming to a long lunch in Gore to listen to you speak, and um, you do a, a number of different workshops, but I think the one you're talking about down there is around the waste man- minimisation type yeah. stuff, so... All right, um, I did give you a wee bit of a brief on this. The elevator pitch. If you've got somebody for two or three minutes, what's the key messages or the take-homes that you're going to you, you spend time covering in those workshops? Um, well, the main thing is um, switching the responsibility back onto the consumer. Mm-hmm. I think over the past few years, well, you know, 15 years probably, since we got curbside recycling and curbside collection, which obviously on farms you don't have, um, but the consumer has taken the mindset of it being somebody else's responsibility mm-hmm. to deal with their rubbish. Um, and from my personal experience, I've learnt that we, as the consumer, actually the producer, we buy it, 
we we create it and then we throw it away mm. and we expect it all to just disappear like magic. So I for me it's been um, certainly a journey for myself to learn wastewater as mm-hmm. well. So wastewater, recycling, waste management and then moving into waste reducing and waste minimisation. Um, I think that it's just the, the key point for me for people to take away from my sessions mm. is a little bit of power, like um, personal power, thinking about what they can do to reduce the impact. Yep. Um, and especially from a farming point of view, like the land is your, you, that's where you, mm. you produce. Um, yep. uh, and so it's all about treating the land properly because of, we, in one generation, have created more plastic um, in the past 10 years than the past entire century. Mm-hmm. So we've got some quite big issues. and yeah. And so we need to really... Um, drill into what we can do now because we're sort of like you know basically we're the um and we live on the planet now but it's not our right to leave it worse than what we got it and at the moment we are so it's we we have to leave it better for future generations that might have been six fours in the elevator rather than just a couple no that's no that's all right i think it was under three minutes no no (laughs) when i've gone through your reviews you know and um and we did a research there was um quite a few comments that it was a lot of information and they came away with a, a heap of ideas. So I just want to drill into a couple of them and actually one just caught my ear then. So you talked about, you know, plastic and all that sort of thing and nappies for an example, um, but wastewater, what are you talking about there? I mean, <laughs> turn the tap on and flush it and away it goes. So. Yeah, well, again, it's that whole mentality of you just mm. flush it and it goes away and that's where I think farmers actually have a greater understanding of wastewater purely because they often have septic and they know yep. you can't just flush whatever you want down there. Mm-hmm. There has to be some care. Um, and I also um, like talk a lot about, and especially because I do a lot of urban workshops, mm-hmm. uh, there's the whole idea that farmers have ruined everything. Yeah. Um, and my take on that is a lot of the wastewater treatment plants aren't dealing with any farming waste. Mm. In Auckland, there's an app to tell you where it's safe to swim and there's no farmers in Auckland. So you can't really lay the blame right mm. there. Um, and, of course, my big thing with wastewater is you know, farming uh, in a farming situation, you're regulated, you've got to fence back, you've got to mm-hmm. be careful what you spray and how you stock go yep. through waterways in an urban situation and in, in somebody's household there's no rules mm. they can flush or do whatever they want and now we've got you know all these situations where beaches and you know lakes and rivers are all contaminated and it's not it, it, it's partially um at the urban yeah. <laughs> sector so as well it's things going down the drain or down the top that shouldn't be yeah well we're basically or, when or the wastewater goes or, through mm-hmm. there um, there's a massive combination of chemicals that are going through and in a wastewater treatment plant they literally ta- can't take any of the mm. chemicals out because they have no idea what's coming through yeah so they go through and straight out to yeah. our oceans and rivers so farming and you talk 49 councils you work with yeah yep, so yep. councils get you in and obviously the outcome they want to see is less going through the waste transfer system or less through their septic treatment plants and that sort of thing. That's sort of the... Yeah, mostly waste minimisation and also correct recycling practice as well. Ah, okay. Yeah, because we're really bad at recycling. Are we... Is that uh, a quantity or a quality? We're good at quantity, but we just chuck everything in or we... it's what we're recycling is not right everything Um, too much recycling there's just too much we don't have there's not a magical solution Mm. for dealing with the the current quantities of plastic but also we're just really crappy at recycling I Mm. mean we we literally 
um, you know, un- unwashed bottles or bottles mm-hmm. with liquid just go straight to landfill. Uh, recycling um, that is like food contaminated paper, mm-hmm. fish and chip wrappers straight to landfill. Uh, there's there's massive issues around recycling mm-hmm. because the contamination rates are way too high. Yeah. So even though we get it there, it's there. So yep. um, what do you do with fish and chip wrapper then? Well, perfect thing on the farm is light your fire with it. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Or so chuck it's... it in the compost bin. Yep. Like worms love it. Yep. Yeah. So that's the sort of thing you're talking about at your workshops. Yeah. Um, a, things that people may not realise, and B, that they can actually still do something about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, there's always a solution. So um, that's what I've heard from people talking about your workshops. You know, they um, both hear things they didn't realise, that A, you can't recycle fish and chip paper, which I didn't know, but that you can still do something with it, so there's a solution for it. But what about, um, you're dealing with farmers, you're dealing with 49-odd councils, so you are dealing with rural people and farming people. What sticks in your mind, or what have been the what are the big issues there for for farming people in this space? Um, I think the biggest uh, thing is farm dumps. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly, a lot of concern around contamination of land, uh, and the the whole concept of uh, you dig a hole, you bury it, and it will just break down. Yeah, um, that might have been the case like forty years ago when the stuff we were throwing away was pretty tame, mm. um, and the furniture was all wood and mm-hmm. not plastic. Um, and nowadays, when you're just throwing stuff into a hole in the farm, the stuff is, is different. You know, you're talking TVs mm-hmm. and things full of all sorts of toxic chemicals. And the difference between putting them in a hole in the ground mm-hmm. on your farm and them going to landfill is landfill is actually a managed um, unit now. Mm-hmm. So they're actually lined and designed to last like up to a thousand years. Yep. So when the waste is going in, it's actually fully contained and they're collecting the byproducts like leachate and... Um, and methane and things like that mm-hmm. out of the landfill and treating it correctly. Whereas in a farming situation, the old school way of just digging a hole, chucking yeah. everything in and burying it, um, that actually is a, a, a huge cause of concern for contamination of land. Um, and also, I mean, even, even things like bale wrap mm. and, and stuff like that, just, you know, if you're not collecting it and, and disposing of it correctly, it's blowing around the farm, um, it, it's it, there's, there's, it has its own issues yep. that need to be um, sort of discussed or, or just thought about. Mm-hmm. Um, ideally, I mean, even like I get often the, the questions on farms, oh, what about burning rubbish? Mm. Uh, well, burning plastics and things is hideous because of all the, 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 all the dioxins. Yes. Um, and that's harmful to the environment, but also you wouldn't want to be burning that on your own property. Yep. Um, but it's just the, I think it's still, we're stuck a little bit in the old mentality of she'll be right, mate, mm. chuck it in a hole, bury it over and nobody will even know. <laughs> and I mean, you know, the landfills are accumulating, so we're in Omaru and that's 13,500 people in the in the town boundary and 20 odd thousand or more probably it's going to landfill, but that's a lot of stuff. So they do have the decent, you know, the, the sealant, the ways of dealing with it. But I mean, is it really that significant when one farm, one family's rubbish is in a hole? I mean, cumulatively, it's not a whole lot, is it? Oh, of course it is. Yeah. Like, if you look at, like, just for an example for figures, mm-hmm. in New Zealand, um, in the past three years, there's been an increase of waste to landfill by 20%. 
Okay. So if you think like across the board there's 20% increase, then you know what we probably used to throw away in a farming situation would have been quite minimal, whereas we now have a lot of plastics and all these other products, which you know they say might break down in 200 years, mm. but the fact is, like, even take a disposable nappy, uh, they say between 200 and 600 years it, were, it was used for eight hours. Yeah, it could be on the farm for 600 years. Mm. That's insane. Yeah, um, yeah. So. so- What's driven the 20% increase in such a short time? Is it just more plastic wrapping, et cetera? Or? Oh, it's just the increase. The, the massive is all consumption. Yeah. 50% of the waste that goes to landfill every week is food waste and green waste, which mm-hmm. is totally divertible. Mm. Never needs to go there. They don't want it there. It creates methane. Um, and that's why a lot of the councils are trying to do green waste bins and encourage people to compost. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, let's face it, composting's not hard, especially on a farm. You know, a couple of bits of four by two in the back corner mm. and you chuck your leaves and grass clippings and and food waste in there and, and it's all good. But the, it's the, like I had a question today at my workshop. People were like, what about vermin? Mm. Well, vermin are part of the ecosystem. You know, yep. I, I everything, whether it's flies, maggots, mm. rats, mice, they're all part of the ecosystem. Um, so, you know, as long as they're not in your house, well... If they're eating the compost, who really cares? They're part of that sort of breakdown yeah. process. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's this whole, like, you know, people are petrified that there'll be rats overtaking yep. their house. But I've never seen a rat in my compost bin in, in 14 years. Because of something you're doing with it, or they just don't. No, oh, you can get buy closed unit ones if oh, you're okay. worried about yep. it, you know? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Alrighty. Hey, look, well, I don't want to give away. Well, yeah, as I say, it's going to be after the workshop, but you're doing other ones around the country, and so we don't want to steal too much of your thunder. It was to give people a bit of a taste of, of what's going on, but um, I think as people will have picked up, there's a lot of information going on, and I can see why the reviews have been so enthusiastic about your passion for the topic, Kate. So, um, all right, wrap it up. Um, you've just met a farmer, or me, we're about to walk out there. What's the one thing I should go home, or a farmer listening to this, should first thing they should do when they switch off the podcast and look at their own place and what they should start doing? Um, I think the best thing is to, from my from my perspective, is take responsibility mm-hmm. for recycling. Um, yep. You know, the, the fact is that if you're buying products and taking them onto your farm, a lot of people are like, oh, I have to take them to town to the transfer mm-hmm. station to get rid of them. Um, you brought it. It's your responsibility to take it back and, and make sure it's recycled. Yep. It's really easy to set up your own system and just, you know, have sacks and sort it all at home mm-hmm. and then just take it in and dump it into the to the bins. I mean, that's that to me is one thing that um, farmers could do way better okay. with. Don't burn it, don't bury it, recycle it. Right. So people want to hear more? Where can they hear you speak? Um, so all over the country. Mm-hmm. Um, my website has got loads of dates all over the place. That's uh, nappyladyco.nz, which we'll put in yeah. the podcast link. Or, but I or don't Kate Mead's. <laughs> That's the one that's stuck in my head. <laughs> um, yeah, it does get stuck yeah. there. Um, and, yeah, so there's heaps of information there, but also um, I've got quite a good website full of interesting yep. stuff. And I've also got a... Another website, which is called wasted.co.nz, mm-hmm. which has got a whole lot of information around um, recycling plants, landfill, wastewater, and consumer behaviour. So that's just a nice little selection of videos if you want to watch me talk about rubbish. Right. And who runs that one? The councils run that one? No, that that's, your own that's me and my friend well. Brad, yeah. All right. Okay, we'll put the links in there. You can go and watch those. And on, as I say on there, there's a list... Um, 
I'm not sure when you're home to do recycling, Kate, because when I looked at the list of workshops that are on, you seem to be travelling around the country. I day. don't have a lot of recycling. Mm-hmm. I reduce. Yeah, <laughs> All right. Hey, look, Kate Mead, thank you very much for your time. Thank you.